Welcome to another episode of the Army in Time podcast. I'm back. Last week I was on leave. I um, got back Friday. So I was able to record, for those of you that follow the Government Cheese Time stream over YouTube, with me and Jason, I was able to actually record that, but it was a little too late when I got here, so I wasn't able to record an episode for the podcast, so last week was a little bit of a break, right? But in within that, there's a pretty cool story about everything, right? Not just leave. So I, uh, I mentioned before I was going on, on summer leave. I only took, I didn't take 14 days. I took 10 days. We were going to go to Colorado and <clears throat> we were going to be <clears throat> a couple of different spots, but I did mention that we were going to go to Vail, Colorado and Vail, Colorado, for those of you that don't know, is the Mecca of APs and Rolex Mariners. I think the deviation is when you're established and making a lot of money already, they had an AP and if you were young and starting off, you had a Rolex Submariner. I think it's a one Daytona and one, um, day just, and that was it. Everything else was very heavily and very one-sided AP. So as you can imagine, it's a very, <laughs> It's a very wealthy area. I didn't go there because of that, for sure. I went there because, you know, everyone wants to go in the winter because it's a ski town. But I'm kind of tired of winter, right? I was in Alaska for three three years, so I'm kind of tired of that. I wanted to go in the summer, enjoy it, have some fun in, in, in a vacation area like that. I've never been to Vail, so I wanted to, uh, to see it and stuff like that. And the wifey wanted to go, so... It was a good spot. Now, this is where it turns interesting. <laughs> before that, before that, okay. I am wearing an Oris Aquas, right? NWA. <laughs> I did not buy this watch, by the way. I did not. That's where the story is going to take us. But I am drinking a glass of wine. It's kind of late here in Kansas. And I wanted to make sure that I, I wanted to make sure that I went through the story and uh, and just share it with you guys because I think I thought it was I'm still in shock of of the story. Now, every night, you know, over there in Vail, it's, uh the hotels don't really have anything included. You have to go eat everything outside and. This weekend, last weekend, we were lucky enough, I guess. We got there on, I think it was last week, Monday. It was, no, it was Sunday when we got there. And this week, the whole week, they were going to be doing a jazz festival. And that jazz festival was in the middle of they divided in like villages and they have 
the Vale itself village, and they have the Lionhead village, which is right next to it. The whole thing is Vale, but that's how they do it, I guess. And um, right in the middle, they have this huge hotel. And in the back, they have like a play area, fake grass and all this stuff. And that's where they did the jazz festival. Now, right across from that is Pizzeria. So we we went there to eat dinner. We're eating pizza. And this is where it gets really interesting. I hear this guy come on stage and started to mention that he was from the jewelry store in town and they actually were giving up giving out a watch the watch to be worn you had to answer certain questions correctly now granted this is like i said a town where ap's are common and this is you know a very wealthy area so for them for them this watch that they were giving out was probably the the lower thing that they would give right so to compare it for us it was probably like giving out a Seiko 5 right <laughs> relative relative and the guy says okay we are gonna give out an Oris Aquas or or a Longines Hydro Conquest so you get to choose you get to choose what would you want it if you won? Now, at the at the time that he's saying this, I'm, you know, I'm in the table. It's my wife and my kid, and um, we. I'm hearing this, and the there is an old guy already by the stairs at a very very short stage <laughs> area. So, um, in the steps, I guess, right, and. Uh, He's on the steps already, so he's number one. Now, they asked him a question. The question was, was the luck to luck for an Orizakwis 39 and a half? <laughs> so, anyway, right, I'm not going to go through every question, but he, the guy said, okay, so... I think is I think he said a 47 48 I don't remember what exactly what he said and uh, he said it wrong though so he said the, the wrong answer so the guy says no that's incorrect blah 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 he says was the lug width of the or was 39 and a half so no 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 first he asked was the log to look for a Hydro Conquest, which is 10 millimeter difference. So 39 and a half, which it was the watch. That means it's a 49 millimeter look to look. So the, the guy goes back and answered and answer incorrectly again. So again, then move on to the next question. And the next question was the Orizak was lug width. So he answered 20 millimeter, which is incorrect. And from there, from there, the guy was, okay, you answered three questions incorrectly. We're not going to continue. You lose, right? At this point, while the second question for the Hydro Conquest lock to lug was happening, 
I was getting up from the table, looking towards them, and engaging in a total sprint out of the restaurant. Totally, totally without saying anything. So, mind you, I'm with my wife and my son in the restaurant. So that means now I'm sprinting out of the restaurant and my wife and my son have no idea why I'm doing this. <laughs> and I'm sprinting out of the restaurant, run across the street, into the area where the festival is happening, between the people, which I'm sure I pushed a couple, into the stage. Now, by the time I get there, the guy answered the third question incorrectly, so he's walking out. So I run in, and the guy calls me into the, the stage. Asked me a total of seven questions, I think it was, if I remember correctly. Seven questions. Luckily, answer all seven correctly. Because I guess being a watch nerd and listening to watch podcasts actually do pay off, right? <laughs> but all that, all that internet surfing, watching YouTube, watch channels, and mindless, you know, reading on watches actually did pay it off. So the guy says, oh, you win. And one of the old guys that was in the in the line was, was mad because he said, um, what did he say? He said something like he... I don't remember what he said, but he, he was mad. And uh, um, they proceeded to tell me, oh, if you go out here, you come off the stage in the back. That's the our store. You can go in there. We'll get your details. So I went in there and I got I gave him my details. Now, the guy that was doing this, it was actually an interesting um, exchange, I guess. I got to see the watches that they carry. Carry a bunch of, of you know brands, Omega, Rolex, which, which. Stop right here, real quick. Pause. That store actually has Rolex. In, in the store. So. If, you want a Rolex, probably by now they're going. I don't know. Go to, Vail, Colorado. They have them in store. <laughs> Now, granted, they had three, and three that are not very, well, two of them are not very famous, but one of them is, which is the LHD Sprite. So, if you're in the market for that, go to Bell. They have it. Now, this is the thing, right? They um, they also had Tudor, they had Long Jeans, they had Ors, obviously, they had... Um, Cartier, they, they had um, Breguet, which it was a cool thing because I got to try on the Type 20, which it actually very nice. I said this in, in, in the government cheese time 
live stream. It's it's a very nice. The date thing that everyone hates about it didn't bother me as much when I wore it. I would tell you that for sure is is really nice. You can tell the craftsmanship. You can tell that it's a high level of um, detail put into it. But I will tell you that is it 20 times? Well, not 20 times. What What is it? Um, six times better than a long jeans big eye when it comes to price? Uh, seven times maybe? Uh, no, I don't think it's seven, six times better. Um, yeah, sure, they put that much quality work into it. But at the end of the day, let's be honest. Us, the people that are not wearing that to the office to do absolutely nothing um, in it, you know, and hang around Mr. You know, wonderful and Shark Tan. It, it doesn't make a diff that much of a difference. I don't think so. The long jeans big eyed is extremely, extremely similar to the type, the Brigade Type 20. I just can't justify that jump of price for that. It is a really nice watch, but I just can't justify it, right? So anyway, um, I got to try all that stuff. It was pretty cool. They had tag also. Um, pretty cool. I did try the the uh, Black Bay, well, the Tudor Pelagos um, on 39. And the reason for it was because I wanted to compare, right? They did not have the Longines, Hydro Conquest, and the Oris Aquas in 39, which is the ones that they were actually raffling. But they did have the Pelagos, right? And I, I just wanted to try it. Uh, I tried it. It's cool. I think that yeah, there's more tutors out there for for value for money, I guess, if that's what you're looking for. But it's a very tool-looking watch, right? So very, very, very cool. Now, the I gave my details. The guy that was uh, that I was talking to in the jewelry store had an Oris Pro Pilot X, the pink dial. So pretty cool. The guy we spoke watches for a little bit. I did tell him about the podcast. So if if, if you're listening, pretty cool, man. Um, and then after. I left the store. It granted. Let's stop here real quick. Think back to the moment that I told you I sprinted out of the restaurant without telling anyone why I was doing it. So now it's been about 20 minutes, 25 minutes with no communication. I'm not answering my phone either. Okay. <laughs> so I come back and my wife it was like, what the fuck? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, after I told her what happened, I, I guess it's all is good because like I said, everything paid off, right? So I, I told Jason the story. He said it's kinda like three hundred, right? You come back with your shill in your hand or come back on it, right? So <laughs> So I did. I, I wanna so it, it's no issue. But Ultimately, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was one of those things where, yeah, they're going to say this and then it's never going to happen. 
Um, I'm not a lucky person, so I've never won stuff like that before. I think I won a pie when I was in like sixth grade, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> but nevertheless, it, you know, I gave my details. And the thing is, it, I came back, like I said, on, on, on Friday. Saturday, we did the government cheese time stream, the live stream. And I told Jason, I don't want to say anything yet because I don't know if it's true. And like next day, I got an email with the confirmation that it shipped. So it got here yesterday and um, I'm wearing it right now. So is the Orzac was 39 millimeter. Um, It's not it is not the caliber 400 so no it's not that one obviously they're not going to give you the one that cost you know almost four grand they're going to give you the one that cost uh two thousand right twenty five hundred so is this alito movement one still pretty cool that i i was able to to live live a story like that and be able to have that that story to to set, to tell it on on the podcast because I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, I would have never imagined that taking a leave to bail would have led to this, but it's crazy, it's crazy. And for those of you that that, that heard before, I'm a fan of Oris. It's a great watch. It's amazing, and the best of all, it was free. So absolutely zero money. So they didn't pay for shipping nothing. Okay, so insane. Insane. I I still can't believe that, that it happened. Um, and um, the real MVP was my wife for not calling the cops after I ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, she stayed and ate the pizza. So um, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool story. Pretty cool. I, I don't know. It was a crazy, crazy thing. Um, but. Actually, I had a, a, a topic picked for last week, and the topic is same, same, but different, right? So I wanted to talk about iconic watches that everyone in in our commun- side of the community, right, um, is going to hear about. Because obviously, there are watches that are more tool-oriented than others, and you're going to hear this about these watches and even in the watch world, these are our iconic watches that, that everyone knows about. Watches that, you know, that it's just, it's probably what gets thrown around the most. When we're talking about historical value, value in the market per se, or what the watch world likes. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I am going to mention two honorary at the end. I am just want to mention a couple. Probably the ones that you're thinking that you have in mind, okay? So now a little bit of uh, ground rules. I want to do this and I want to contrast it a lot. Okay. Now this has been done in the past. This is done all the time, but we always get the same watches, the same watches. So I want to mention a little bit of a different um, perspective, something very different, something that maybe we don't think about or a lot of you guys or us as a whole don't know about. Right. And some of them are very going to be very similar, you know, physically, aesthetically, and some of them are not. But I think it feels the spot very well. So. Yes, we are going to start with Rolex. 
because obviously let's be honest right everyone wants to start with rolex everyone wants to listen about rolex what else can i get that is not rolex because you can't get no rolex <laughs> so now the the first watch that i want to i want to mention is the rolex explorer one right rolex explorer one and two but we're going to start with one now, for those of you that listened before, the Rolex Explorer is my favorite Rolex. The, uh, more specifically, the Explorer 2. I think that's my favorite uh, Rolex as a whole. I think that as a whole, those two watches are probably the ones, the only Rolexes are uh, well-priced or correctly priced right now. They still price correctly. They're not overpriced MSRP, and they're not overpriced in the secondary market, I think, as much as others. So these are watches that you probably are able to get. So guess what? I am not going to be talking about the Submariner because the Submariner is something that everyone always covers. Everyone always covers the Rolex Submariner, alternatives to it. Guess what? Go get you a, a, a tutor. That's what they're all going to say, right? So I'm, I am going to cover iconic, iconic Divers, but I'm not going to cover that one. Now, what I am going to cover is the Explorer 1 and Explorer 2. The Rolex Explorer 1, I think it's been done and overdone as a style across a bunch of brands so everyone is going to tell you a bunch of other watches out there i have two for this one i have two which i think meet the criteria and at the same time in size the dial and the quality right i am going to give you another swiss brand and i am going to give you a micro brand for micro brand it, you know i'm going to start with that one and I am going to do the Notice Sector Sport, right? So the Notice Sector Sport, it, right now they have it in Glacial. They have it in, which Glacial is kind of like a, a Sunray bluish, like kind of like menti uh, color. So if you're looking for that, you know, type of color that everyone made famous, um, that one is not so on the nose, but it's very, it's kind of similar. And then you have a gold one, gold dial, kind of very yellow gold. And then you have a frost, which is white with a kind of like a shine to it. So the thing I, I the thing I like about this watch in comparison, right? This is, it, it is the, the classical 369 uh, dial in Arabic numerals with your apply markers everywhere. These are applied markers. These are applied, you know, um, 369. It, it, they're very good. Everyone knows I'm a fan of Notice. They make great product. This is a very refined product because it's been, you know, inversions, 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 inversions. By now, it's a very refined product. Sizing is very classical. My favorite is the Frost, but I, I, I came up with the Glacial because I think it's a, it's a cool colorway that very summery. Um, so, and the yellow gold, that gets slash gold is another one, very summary. They're actually shipping right now. They're not, they're not on stock. They, you can buy them, but they, uh, they ship in July 14th, but this is a $475, um, you know, alternative it. And I gotta be honest, you know, I said this about notice a lot. It, it, they are a micro brand who's doing it right. They're a micro brand, the, the, the putting the work in what they do. This is a you know a stainless steel watch, 38 millimeters. So if you're looking for the that 39 that everyone thinks is the best sizing for, for um, for Explorer ones, uh, this is a great option. You know, 38 millimeters, 
12.5 millimeter thickness, but this is a 47 lug to lug. Pretty long lugs. So it's gonna wear a little bit more like a 38 and a half, 39 millimeter uh, watch. So very close to that 39 millimeter Explorer. And, and I think this is worth a very good look if you're looking for that style, you know? Now this is, like I said, 12.5 uh, millimeter thickness. Fixed bezel, again, smooth bezel, just like the Explorer. Uh, glass, it's, it's a sapphire crystal, 100 meters of water resistance, so that's pretty good. And this is where, what I love about about Notice, right? They have amazing bracelets. So this is a 20 millimeter tapering to 18 millimeters, so 20 millimeter lug width. And then it goes with the proprietary Notex clasp. How many more micro brands at this price points can you tell they're developing uh, technology like the Notex, like Notice did? Here, I wait. You can't. Because at this price point, brands can't develop as much as Notice is doing. You know, the, it's, it's a sector dial, so it has a little bit of, of you know, difference in the middle of the dial, stepped up to a, a ring outside in the dial and then the chapter ring. <clears throat> it's very well executed. The hands, the Luminova, white Luminova. I mean, not white Luminova. Um... How you call it? Uh, blue. So it's kind of like that very bright blue um, uh, loom. So it looks very good. It's um, BG Whiskey Nine grade. You know, Super Luminova, amazing. It, it, I can't can't talk this more than than what I do already. It's uh, you know NH38 movement. Um, 41 hours of power reserve, uh, 24 joules. Look, plus minus seconds per day regulated by notice. I can tell you that every move, every watch that I have, whatever notice says is regulated to, that's what I have gotten. I'm not saying, you know, this is the best uh, movement out there uh, for the money, but this is a $475 um, watch that I'm telling you is going to make you feel amazing. So this is a great option for that. And like I said, I want to contrast it a lot because people are always going to give you the same. So I'm trying to choose different things um, as an alternative in price point too. I want to go really low in price point <clears throat> as much as I can. And majority of the watches that I'm going to give you throughout this episode are going to be extremely low. So um, <clears throat> this one I think is amazing. Now, Second option, though, and this one, I think, it, it goes a little bit up in price from the 475 but I think this one, and, and I'm going to tell you why I chose two in this one. I think both sides, both watches as alternatives, if combined, will give you, you know, a more closer uh, alternative, but this is the Nevada Grenchen Super Antarctic 369. Now, I haven't mentioned Nevada Grenchen as much in the past. I have mentioned that I am a fan of them. I think the you know Nevada Grenchen used to be a company back in the day. They were you know really mu pretty much up there with all the other Swiss brands. And when the competition for going deep in the water started, they came up with the Depth Master, and that's what kind of you know jumped their maybe 
jumped them forward, I guess. Uh, not as much. The Super Antarctic is really another one that <clears throat> made a lot of noise. But the Depth Master actually broke the record held by Rolex at the moment for the deepest watch the, the, uh, out there, uh, diver. And it was a 1,000 meters of water resistance. So, you know, yeah, sure. Not the biggest uh, for today terms. But uh, back in the day, that was a lot. And it actually held for a long time. So, you know, amazing, amazing history. And for those of you that don't know, Nevada Grinch actually provided the only watch that actually climbed Mount Everest. Yes. <laughs> so the Rolex Explorer actually didn't go up Mount Everest. The Rolex Explorer actually went to the base camp. Okay. Nevada Grinch provided the Super Antarctic for the team that actually wore it to go up Mount Everest. Okay, so this actually went up Mount Everest way before anyone did with a Rolex Explorer. They only went to base camp. Okay, so now I'm not saying I've never been to base camp, so kudos to them, but they didn't went up. Okay, so suck it. <laughs> now, this is very close to what the Explorer is, right? This, is, this seems to me kind of like when uh, Blanc Pond, Zodiac, and Rolex, you know, competed in the diver competitions for, for contracts and stuff like that. And all of the divers kind of look very similar. So, to me, it seems kind of like the same type of competition, but for, you know, climbing Everest. So, um, this one has kind of like the same hands that, you know, a Rolex Explorer would have with Mercedes hands. This one doesn't have Mercedes hands inside the hour hand but the shape of the outside of the hand is basically the same so very similar this is the one thing that i think doesn't apply to very realistically to a rolex explorer one of today um this still is a um the 369 it is a 38 millimeter but this is a printed um markers and printed 369 it's not an applied okay so they're not raised markers i guess now um this still looks very good very well executed it, like i said 38 38 millimeters um uh, case black dial it, you know looks amazing nevada grinchin on top of the 12 at the six o'clock it's a super antarctic the one thing i don't i don't like is that they put the damn 25 rubies in there i i don't care that thing that should have been in the back but still one thing that i do appreciate is nevada grinchin kind of went away with the quartz um crisis right they came back now a couple of years ago and they are providing us the same exact watches that they did did in the past but with newer materials better materials so you're talking about watches very very um closely resembling what they are uh, based on, right? So that historical value is still there. That, that you know, history in the watch look is still there. And, you know, this is a 38-hour power reserve, not amazing. Um, what um, Nevada Grinchin uses is 
um, Soprot uh, movements, which are basically another ETA copy. So Thank, um, Salida, just another brand, right? Soprod. And this is this is a Swiss movement. It's a mechanical movement, self-winding, automatic. Um, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's they remain very well priced, and that's where they, you know, they cut the corner and be able to get that. And that's this watch is seven hundred and fifty dollars. Now you can get it in in you know a bunch of different straps. You can get it in a um, oyster bracelet you can get it in a um, beads of rice which if I was gonna get it on a bracelet that's my preferred one but honestly I think this watch in a decon 2 whoo this is an amazing amazing watch the only other one that I think looks really really good is they have a a um, black racing leather strap is what they call it it looks really good but i'm telling you a decon 2 on this watch oof, it's a very glossy dial looks very good very very good now case bag is a closed case bag with applied artwork gold medallion in the case bag it, it this is four hertz movement 28.8 lug to lug is 45 millimeters so it's probably going to wear very much like a 38 millimeters probably gonna wear a little bit smaller than uh what the notice is gonna wear like but again 750 dollars is a great alternative nevada grinchin um now they have a bunch of different 369 variations they have one that has already a patina look in the markers and the 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 hands and it looks really good but for this one i chose the white no vintage effect um, really, really good. Really, really good. I, I really, I really like this watch. Okay. Really like this watch. I think it looks really good. Really good alternative. Now, moving away from the Rolex Explorer 1, I'm going to give you one choice for the Rolex Explorer 2. And I think uh, this one, I couldn't come up with an off the wall <laughs> alternative. So I think this one is, is pretty common, but the Christopher Ward C63 Sealander GMT. Now, this is very close look to the Rolex Explorer 2. This is 39 millimeters. This is the new version of the Christopher Ward Sealanders. So it doesn't say Christopher Ward on the dial. It has the, the flag at the 12 o'clock, which is way better. Uh, I hate having someone else's name on it. So I don't like that. But the... This one has the flag on top. It says automatic GMT and um, and the water resistance on it. And that's pretty much it. Steel bezel, white dial. So it's your Arctic white uh, variation of the Rolex Explorer 2. Uh, you know, 100 feet to 50 meters of water resistance. Christopher Ward's been doing really good stuff lately. Really great stuff. Uh, this is not the Christopher Ward of when they started with $300, uh, $500 watches. This is a very, way better design, way better finish. You know, Salita 330 movements, so a little bit more upscale movements. Um, really great, really well done. There's applied markers. It has the same look of the orange hand, orange, orange GMT hand. So again, very close look to it. 
I think this is a little bit smaller when it comes to the thickness, when it comes to the profile of it. But, you know, for something that is $1,200, this is a great watch. This is an amazing watch. Brush steel, again, white dial, amazing. You know, really, really good watch. The loom on this is really blue, really nice looking. Um, I think you can't go wrong with this when you're looking for a for an alternative for an Explorer 2. Now, you know, back in the day, this watch used to be the same way that it is now, but at the 12 o'clock used to say Christopher Ward. Very big. And that threw the dial off so much. I hated it. With this new versions that they're doing with the flag only at the 12 o'clock, it looks so much better. It looks very balanced. And, um, and, and now, I think, is, is a true alternative for that. When we're looking, obviously, at the very low prices, everyone is going to tell you, go for a Tudor uh, Black Bay Pro. Got it. That's an amazing GMT, but it's also three times the cost. So, like I said, I'm going extremely low on prices. I think this is a great option. And uh, ultimately, right now, Christopher Ward is doing some great, great shit, period. So $1,200, I don't think you can beat it, honestly. So now, uh, screw down crown and everything, so really good. Now, moving on. I debated about including this one here, but I'm going to include it because I think ultimately I'm going to have to do a two-episode part for this, but um, later on, the second part. But, you know... I don't. I, I wanted people to to. Um, I want to piss off people. So, <laughs> so, I am gonna tell you two alternatives for the Rolex Daytona. And uh, I swear that's the last Rolex. Now, the Rolex Daytona. I've never been, and I'm not a chronograph guy. I said it before many many times, so. Since the beginning, I have struggled a lot. I like the Zenith El Primero. I don't know what it is. I not. I'm not a Daytona guy. I don't like Daytonas at all. Now, if I was gonna go for a chronograph myself, I would go for a diving chronograph, like the Cron, or I would go for a Bicompass. Um, chronograph and i said that many many times before but when we're talking about the daytona i think that you know you just can't go wrong with a prospects speed timer from seiko it looks very closely similar it has the same colorways of panda and reverse panda well kind of but <laughs> but this is a 540 dollar watch it, you know, from Seiko, a good movement in it. Yeah, sure, it's not the same. You can't, you're not going to find an El Primero movement in it like the first Daytonas or Rolex movement nowadays. Um, in it, you're not going to find an Omega Speed Timer movement in it, but this is, this is a good-looking watch. Now, the one thing about chronographs is that if you're going to use a quartz movement in... A current in a, in a watch, I think the best execution of them 
tend to be the chronographs because a lot of people don't pay attention as much to the small subdial seconds hand um, as they would with a big second central seconds hand. So you're not getting that big jumping all the time in your face. So if you're a court snob, um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that with this. Okay, this is a great option. Um, Alex Hundos from AWDC have a mod that look very similar to this, but with more closer towards the Daytona. And it, Seiko just makes a very close uh, profile to it, period. I think these are a great option. Um, without being modded, I think this speed timer is, is from Seiko is a great option. Now, I do have a second one. Again, this $540. That's, I mean, it's insane. Insane. Let me give you the, let me, this is 39 millimeters, 45 millimeters lug to lug. We all know um, Seiko's tend to wear a little smaller. So this is probably going to wear like a through, like a true 39 or a 38, 13.3 millimeter uh, thickness and 20 millimeter um, lug width. Now, the second option I have is from Hamilton. And no, it is not an intramatic. So I told you I was going to give you very different uh, choices, right? And now everyone is going to go with an intramatic. I personally believe an intramatic is better. It's by compass, so I like it more. But this one is a very close looking watch when it comes to the Daytona. The pushers are going to be different because these are rectangular pushers as compared to circulars from the Daytona. But this one is the Hamilton Jazz Master Performer Auto Chrono. This is a little bit more expensive. This is a 42 millimeter, and this is $2,200. So it is more expensive. But compare that to the Daytona, which in the secondary market probably still going for 38 36 It's ridiculous, right? I think this is a very well-executed. I'm not a fan very much of the Jazz Master line from Hamilton, but this one looks very good. Very closely to the speed time, to the, damn, <laughs> Daytona. Uh, so, very good looking watch. You can get it in the classical Panda, um, reverse Panda. You can get it on bracelet. You can get it on a rose gold case. And you can get it in um, blue with the bezel in steel. That one, I think, looks pretty sexy. And I'm telling you right now, this one's this watches you can get with discounts. Okay, so yeah, there you go. I think that's your Daytona um, alternatives. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. Like I said, I'm not the best the best person to talk chronos. I'm just not a fan. Okay, so moving on. Now, no more Rolex. I swear. <laughs> All right, Grand Seiko. Everyone knows I'm a fan of Grand Seiko. And there is a lot of Grand Seikos out there. They're very classical, very, you know, historical, hold a lot of historical value. But I think that when everyone thinks Grand Seiko at the beginning, everyone always thinks Snowflake, right? Snowflake is kind of the, the watch that, you know, spring them into not a riot. Woo, man, ESL. <laughs> into the, the front of the, of the watch world here in the United States. Definitely. So... I got um, two options for the Grand Seiko uh, Snowflake, which, honestly, 
one of my favorite. I don't know if it's the contrast of the dial with the blue seconds hand sweeping across. But man, it's just something about it that just kills me every time. I, I love that watch. So, four Grand Seiko snowflakes alternatives. Okay, this is a, I think Grand Seiko snowflakes are at $5,800 or $6,300 right now. I think, 63, yeah. So, it have gone in price up quite a bit. And we are going to give you some differences inside the Seiko family that are very, very low. Now, when you look back in, in, in Seiko, a lot of times they do release Seiko presage lines that are very, very aspiring to be like Grand Seiko, right? So, there's two Seiko presage that I think are great options. If you're looking for something that resembles anything close of an attempt to be like Grand Seiko. I'm not going to say they are Grand Seiko, okay? Even when they come from Seiko. But these are dials that are very well executed. They have a lot of detail to it. And they are way better than they should be at the price point that Seiko has them, okay? And yeah, sure, it's going to be on a Seiko bracelet. And yeah, sure, it's going to be on a Seiko stamp clasp. Um, take them off and put them on a leather strap anyway because that resembles more like a Grand Seiko and it's going to look really good. Okay, so regardless. Now, the Seiko Presage SRPF 53. Now, this one is not a white dial. This one is an icy blue dial. But this is amazing, okay? This is a very detailed dial. It shows a lot of, you know, variations in there. It's great. It's a great watch to look at and stare at at the dial. Um, I think it's a, it's a great option. They have a newer model with a better movement that your typical, you know, it's not an, an age. So you're getting a lot for that while paying very very low now i'm not going to say that the typical um seiko presages are always available because this is specific uh, model and the next one i'm going to talk about are kind of hard to find because they they are very um very good period so again srpf 53 I think is a great uh, great option. Now, this, again, blue, right? Icy blue. But the thing that I like about this that compares to the, the Snowflake is that second hand. This one has that rich metallic blue seconds hand. Man, it is really good. The hour and minute hand are really nice on this. This is a very cocktail-oriented or very dressy watch, I guess. Um, you can use this probably as an everyday wearer, but not as a, you know, tool watch. It's a display case back, decorated Seiko. Um, you know how it is. This is automatic watch, 21.6 vibrations. This is 41.7 millimeters diameter, which is very close to a snowflake, which is a 40, but, you know, these are not bezel watches, so diver watches, so the, the, the dials tend to wear pretty big. 
This is 30 meters of water resistance. This is a 4R35 movement. So again, not bad, not horrendous. And you know, in this one specifically, I was wrong when I mentioned the whole stem clasp. This is a butterfly clasp for this watch. Um, you're probably gonna like it even less, but <laughs> but ultimately, I don't like the bracelet on this. I will put this on a really nice blue, dark blue leather uh, strap, or um, you know, I don't know. I think that will look really good. And this is a really good, really good watch. $525. You know, man, you can't beat that at all. You can't beat that at all. Okay. So now moving on from the SRPF 53, the second option I have is the SARX 055. Okay. So Sierra Alpha Romeo X-Ray 055. Seiko Presage. That watch has been discontinued, but you can still find it online in many, many places. And this one is, it used to be called the Baby Snowflake. Okay. I'm telling you, it's titanium. This is pretty much the Seiko version of the Snowflake. Okay. Now, not as much detail to the dial like the current modern snowflake from grand grand uh seiko but you can expect that from a you know seiko that right now on the secondary market after it has been discontinued you're getting for on the low end 750 ish and on the high end for 1200 dollars you know this is this is a really good looking watch you're getting a very snowflake look in the dial um, again, not the detail-oriented and the level of detail that you get on a Grand Seiko Snowflake, but very, very good. Um, so this one is not as white as the Grand Seiko. It's white, but it's, it has that shine to it to make it kind of silverish. And the hands are sore hands. It looks very close to what the style of the Grand Seiko is. And again, it has that deep, rich, metallic blue seconds hand just really good watch titanium again look the last year of production i think it was 2021 so you're getting the 6r movement this is a, a you know a good you know three hertz 21 6 uh bits per per hour uh movement and um 50 hours of power reserve I think this is a really good conversation piece it's been discontinued so if you want something that you know not everyone is going to have they're not going to have it anymore because this is you know something that is gone basically now again bracelet you're not probably not going to like it so is that titanium watch take that bracelet off put it on a nato put it on a leather strap you're going to love it and enjoy it even more okay i have seen this watch in real life on a d-logs leather strap blue Man, and it pops really good, really well. I'm trying to think. I don't know if, I think Lucy has one. I don't know if she has one or she, Watchbox Diaries on Instagram. I, I think she either have one or review one. Great watch. I think it's a great option. Again, at the high point for a discontinued watch, the, it's called Baby Snowflake. You're getting it for $1,200, you know. It's a great option for a Grand Seiko. 
Now, moving on. We are going to go into Omega. <laughs> okay, this one. This one, I know Cody is gonna probably going to have some, some opinions about it. <laughs> but, okay. Now, Omega Seamaster 300 SMP. This one, I am for sure, 100% sure, 99% of people listening to this have not seen this watch, have not heard of this watch before. Um, but I think this is probably the closest you're going to get at a low end to the Omega Seamaster 300 SMP, specifically the one that I have, the Great White, which, in Cody's words, is uh, the best summer watch out there, right? <laughs> so, now, okay. Everyone knows Scarfa. Scarfa is a really good diving brand for for watches. I think you know if you consume any type of watch media, you have heard Teddy Baldassar, you know, talk about this watch. You have heard Ben from that works with him and contributed to Deep Sea. I think it is it's to be a diver um, that he actually uh, wears the Scarfa has a scarf and loves it right now the reason why i picked this is because the color variations on this probably has a combination of throwing towards doxa and the seamaster right but it's kind of hard to find a really good watch that has the same exact profile as the seamaster 300 smp because the helium scale valve right and i don't think you can find a really really good alternative with the same profile, including the Helium Skate Valve. Now, there are some out there, small micro brands that I don't think are great and uh, and have watches that have Helium Skate Valve in the same profile of the SMP. But when you look at specifically the black dial and the white dial of the Omega Seamaster 300 SMPs, you can see it has texture, texture, Damn, that ESL today is killing me. Or maybe it's the wine. Um, but um, it has that texture to, in the dial, you get, you know, a very rich metallic color to the vessel, to the vessel even though it's ceramic. But you get that, it, you know, it, it looks very unique to them. Um, not like just shine to it, you know. It's, 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 it's different. Um, so... I think this one has this too, the black dial and the white dial has a very close resemblance to it. And when you look at the profile of this Scarfa, and it's not the Diver 1, I, I failed to mention that, is the Treasure Seeker. So if you go to Scarfa, everyone always talks about the Diver 1, and that is an amazing watch. I think it's probably the best, you know, Scarfa uh, watch. But the Treasure Seeker, is an automatic watch. So that's the reason why I'm putting it here. Or another reason, right? This is an automatic movement from Scarfa, which I don't think a lot of people know that they offer an automatic, um, they have an automatic offering. So the Scarfa Treasure Seeker is um, an automatic watch. The profile of it 
has the crown with crown guards and on the left side it has a little bit of of a balancing act protruding from the from the case kind of like what the formex um formex has but this one just makes it even closer to something that you know would be at the lower end similar to the omega c master 300 smp now yeah the black dial very similar but the white dial even more now this doesn't have waves this is a pattern kind of like a octagon pattern in the dial but it's a bunch of them you know really small octagons all around um geometrically uh, speaking but kind of like a beehive right but it looks really good and the thing that i love about this watch is how balanced it is it has scurfa watches at the 12 o'clock on an applied logo and then treasure seeker printed and the dial at the six and that is it no more text so i love it it has a date window at three o'clock but the other thing that i think makes it really close to the seamaster is i don't know if you ever noticed when you look at, let's say, for example, in my Instagram, if you look at the Omega Seamaster 300 SMP, the white dial, the hands have a black shine to it, right? This hands and this markers also have that, right? So very white dial, very white markers, applied race markers, and they all have that outlining black and the hands look that, that metallic shine black to it. So I think it's amazing. You know, it looks very close. The bezel is very close. Um, 15 minute, it is a diver bezel, 15 minute mark, uh, timing mark. Um, I just think it's amazing. And again, this is the one um, automatic offering from Scurfa. It's a Miyota 9015. So again, a really good automatic, third-party automatic movement. Miyota 9015 and you know 300 meters of water resistance again just like the the Omega Seamaster 300 um, Sapphire Crystal 12 month warranty dude this is 425 ish dollars and the reason why I say ish is because it's 370 dollars or 370 with 83 uh, pounds so it's gonna it's gonna change, right? It's it's a it's one day might be four hundred and ten dollars, one day might be four hundred and twenty. At the day of checking, it is four hundred and twenty-three. So four hundred and twenty-three dollars, depending on where you live, you're probably not gonna pay taxes. And again, Scurfa, a renowned name in, in diving, and you're getting a very close-looking watch to that. Okay, so I think you know for four hundred and twenty-five dollars, let's say four hundred and thirty dollars. You can't beat it, honestly. You can't beat it. You can beat this watch to hell and it'll still survive. And it has the the name backing on it because Scurfa, you know, the Scurfa brand is known for being used for diving from a guy that dives, okay, and the saturation divers, dives. So he probably uses these watches very much in something that majority of us or any of us are never gonna go as deep or never put these watches through the pain and torture that he does. So ultimately, I think this is a great watch. You can get it in a in a 
another thing the bracelet is very similar to what the seamaster bracelet is but this one tapers um but it's probably not a great bracelet so you know take the watch off put it on a decon 2 um strap or put it on a on a um any rubber strap any nato strap Ooh, you know what that swick erica's original nato strap that i have elastic nato probably looks sick on this you know but that decon 2 you know will allow you to do uh go in the water and not have to worry about it so that's this i'm, I'm telling you great option great great option and great um you know alternative to to the 300 smp white dial now they do have it last thing i'll say they do have it in yellow dial black dial very rich dip deep <laughs> blue dial a very uh, light blue with the blue bezel and then a black bezel with the orange dial you know for diving if you're looking for something also close related to a doxa that's probably another another great choice but again an automatic scarf you know for 420 dollars this is your chance okay and they're in stock you can buy it right now so it's a great option right there honestly i am thinking i've been thinking about buying that white one so i probably will <laughs> very very soon <laughs> so now moving on omega planet ocean and for this one i have two this one was hard honestly because the planet ocean also has that helium scale valve it, you know it, it's a u very unique uh profile so i did not win with watches that have that helium scape valve you know protruding from the case now to go back to the scarf the scarf does have a helium scape valve but it doesn't have it on um it is hiding kind of like what tudor and rolex do now for this one it was hard it's a bigger watch uh, goes you know has more capability to it it was kind of hard but now i'm going to give you two options the first one i think is an option that i have mentioned in the past not for this specific watch but for divers per se now the planet ocean does come in 39 and a half which the new model that they just released for mykonos and save the ocean uh line and all that stuff that one is you know released in 39 and a half only so that is a smaller watch even though it's thick and still looks chunky but it's smaller the original that everyone thinks about is the 43 and a half so it's a big big looking big wearing watch so i wanted to go with something similar something big something chunky something with a lot of extra capability but at the same time a lot of presence right so tso c star 2000 this is the professional version of a of a c star the, the i have the tso c star 1000 that one is smaller it's it's a great capable diver but that one is 300 meters this one is 600 meters so you're getting again the planet ocean is a 600 meters uh diver so you're getting again a same capability on this watch for 600 meters but you know this is ultimately 
a big watch okay it has a lot of presence kind of like the the planet ocean but this one the sea star 2000 is even bigger it's 46 okay the planet ocean is 43.5 this one has a lot of uh presence also and i will tell you the majority of it is going to be on that vessel the vessel on the sea star line tends to be very very big this one is a, obviously a diver timing vessel, but it's 20 minutes instead of 15. The thing about this one is the Sea Star 1000 that I have is tends to be Sunray dials. This one is a wave pattern dial. Okay, so you're getting something kind of you know going towards the the Seamaster. This one is a little bit more wavy, a lot more. The ocean is a little tense right now, but um, on this dial but really cool colors right has black has a, a really greenish bluish color kind of like when you go in deeper into the ocean it starts to look more green dark green um and then you know you have your blacked out uh case pvd coated with a silicone hairspring so again a lot of um extra um, specs to it the the pvd code it has a very a, a richer blue darker blue dial contrasting darker towards the edges and that one whew, looks really sexy um but you know also has one with gold accent gold color accents like the hands the the bezel the texting on it so that's what you're looking for kind of like a dual tone they have that too but this is iso 6425 certified okay with the 600 meters of water resistance um it, you know this is a, a one thousand dollar watch eleven hundred dollars depending on where you get it in a strap or a bracelet if you get it on a strap it's eleven hundred if you're getting on i mean if you get it on a strap it's a thousand dollars if you get it on a bracelet it's eleven hundred this bracelet that the 2000 has is better than the the one that the 1000 has but i still think that you should probably take this off from the bracelet and put it on a rubber strap or elastic nato something like that i wear mine on the swick elastic nato that i just mentioned from erica's original it looks amazing the contrasting is really good it looks great in uniform but this is a tank of a watch that you can beat screw down uh crown uh crown guards i think there is some things that Tiso can fix on these watches on this line of C-Star 1000 or 2000 that will make him very mainstream but as of right now they haven't so <laughs> uh, this is what you got but this is a very chunky very you know a big presence type of watch and I think this is a great option for the planet ocean you know uh, power mitigating movement I said it before I love this movement it's great it looks good it moves good keeps great great time again it has a silicone hairspring so it's anti-magnetic um anti-shocking resistant or shock resistant temperature resistant it has a lot of specs okay you can you can wear this comfortably in the army or the military and beat it up and it will be fine okay so a little bit of pop and color in the dials you know really chunky really a lot of presence a lot of loom the loom on this is great and date is at six o'clock which i love because i think that's the best area to put a date <laughs> so that's that now my second option 
I went a little bit different, right? Now this one is the Longines Hydro Conquest, the 44 millimeter, okay? And bear with me. I know what, you, what you're going to think. I, I'm crazy. This is a 300 meter uh, diver, but the reason why I picked it is because the Hydro Conquest also have the 1296 numerals, okay? The Planet Ocean has 12, 9, and 6 as Arabic numerals. Every mark, every other marker is applied. Now, this one, it, I mean, apply markers, typical markers, line markers, or rectangular markers. The 12, 9, and 6 are Arabic numerals applied. Okay, so you're talking about the same concept. Now, it is very, a lot better executed, obviously, on Omega, but this is also a very big increase in price, right? You're talking about a Planet Ocean that cost, depending on which one you choose, let's go with the black dial on a, on a bracelet, $7,100 for the 43.5 millimeters. The Longines Hydro Conquest at 44 millimeters, just a tad bigger, but it's probably going to wear a little bit bigger because they tend to have long lo uh, lugs, Longines does. So it's probably going to wear more like a 45, but... It does have the 1296. You know, you can choose between a ceramic vessel and a steel vessel. The ceramic vessel is my option. It also has the 50-minute um, timing vessel like the Planet Ocean. You know, but it, the, the long jeans is... The 44, surprisingly, is the one that costs the less because people get it the least. The least. So you're, you're talking about without discount from Longines, $1,700. If you go anywhere, you're probably going to get it for around $1,400. Now compared to $7,100, you can't, okay? So this is, yeah, the numerals are bigger, but I will tell you this. One of the things that I did is I half wore the Longines Hydro Conquest 39 and a half. The numbers seem bigger on renditions and on the screen. When you're wearing it, they don't seem as big. Okay, even in the 39 and a half. So it wears and it looks better on the wrist than it does when you're looking through the computer. Still bigger and not as well executed as the Planet Ocean, but I think it's a great option because of that. Okay, getting kind of that same look of 1296 numerals. So... <laughs> That's the reason why I chose it, okay? And Longines has a lot of history. It has a lot of, you know, military history, aviation history, watch world history, whatever you want to call it. They have it all. So it's a great brand and I think it's a great option. So moving on from Omega Planet Ocean. And I swear we're almost done. Now, the last watch I wanted to mention in the actual lineup is probably the most it's my favorite from the original divers is the blank pond 50 fathoms and that one obviously probably none of us can afford but <laughs> but you know this is when i think original diver historical you know that not everyone and their mama has it. The Blind Pond 50 Fathoms is. Okay, this is 
a beautiful watch. I don't know. I just think it's is this if I had more money <laughs> and I was gonna go for something in the above ten grand, this is what I would go for. The blind pond fifty fathoms. I think is is amazing. I think it's just executed so good. It's just great. Now, blind pond fifty fathoms are not small. Forty five millimeters, three hundred meters of water resistance. Case thickness is you know fifteen point four. Thanks, you know, a lot to the sapphire crystal bubbling or boxing. And uh, it's twenty three millimeters, you know, lock width. So everything about this watch is weird, <laughs> but it works. It's amazing. The thing about the fifty fathoms is when you look at it, it has that classical look, right? The bezel looks is 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 puffed, right? I think some people call it it's kind of bubbly, right? It's just the bubble, it's the bubbled uh, um, bezel. So you know, it's it has that classical look of a diver. So it is hard. It is hard to find something like that at a smaller price. This is sixteen thousand five hundred dollars. So this is insanity, right? So. What I think is a great option for this is the Certina DSPH200M. So this is the Certina, you know, Delta Sierra Papa Hotel 200, which is 200 for 200 meters. But this has a very classical look. Now, it's very simplistic also, kind of like the, the 50 Fathoms. It's a Certina automatic on top at the bottom it says dsph 200m and that's it okay so no more lines of text um it has the date window at three o'clock but it has that classical looking bezel that again like some people call it bubbled <laughs> uh or raised uh bezel but ceramic bezel looks really really good it's domed is the actual word for it, but it's a, you know, very contemporary dome ceramic bezel, scratch resistant sapphire crystal, you know, very aesthetically pleasing. The bezel, the dome bezel has this patina look coloring to it on the, on the numerals and the markings. Um, the hands have that same gold patina look bordering the hands okay and uh i think the contrast works very well now this is 80 hour power reserve so is the certina version of the powermatic 80 so it's again a very very good movement and it also has a magnetic field resistant nivetron uh balance spring which is the the new tech between parentheses for um you know, silicone, silicone, uh, hairspring or bond spring. Okay. So it gives you that additional magnetic resistance, um, on the watch. And this is in Swiss francs is 975. So about 1100, 11 or $1,200 between 1100 and $1,200. Um, and that's, 
an amazing value for this watch. Again, you know, and this is not 39 millimeters. You know, this watch still is a little bit chunky, 42.8. So it gives you a little bit more presence. And typically watches that have a, a dome sapphire gives you a little bit more presence anyway. But this is really good because, it, you know, it's even closer to that of a 45 millimeter um, freaking 50 fathoms. But it's not as thick. It's 11.9, you know, 200 meters of water resistance, anti-reflection reflection coating on the sapphire crystal, you know, stainless steel, 20 millimeters lug, to, uh, lug width. I don't like the beads of rice bracelet that they put on this. I would definitely put it on a Decon 2. I would definitely put it on an elastic NATO, and it would look really, really good. So, again, I think this is an amazing value, an amazing alternative for something like that. You know, it gives you that classical, you know, I don't know, con contemporary look of the of a old diver so really really cool now that's pretty much it for my main lineup i do have uh an honorary two honorary mentions one that you know this one stumped me you know i don't think this is the one watch that honestly i think i will think it's just basically one option and then other than that you got to get the original and that's the omega speedmaster you know for me the omega speedmaster has a lot of things that make it very different to like let's say a daytona or any other uh chronograph so it's very hard uh to find something that portrays that and even with the historical value right so i think that with that being said unfortunately i couldn't come up with something off the wall here and it, the only option that you get is the Bulova Lunar Pilot, especially with the new versions that they came out with, which have a 40, is a 43 and a half uh, millimeter width, uh, case. So a little bit smaller than what they used to be. So closer to your 41, 42, you know, Speedmaster. Um, I think it looks great. It has a lot of historical value. And, you know, it, the black dial is probably the closer thing you're gonna get to a Speedmaster. I just think it looks really good, you know. And I was trying to go come with um, off the wall choices here, but I can't on this one. So this is it. Now, the last one, the last honorary mention that I want to give for historical value watches is the, you know, uh, Zodiac Skin Diver. And honestly, I don't think that's a very, that's a high price or wrongfully priced watch. So I think that if you are looking for something that has a lot of historical value, like a Zodiac, you just go with the Zodiac. Okay, go with a Zodiac professional diver on the compression diver side or go with the skin diver. And you can't go wrong with that. Okay, so um, that's pretty much it. You know, I wanted to... Um, tell you guys the story of how i got the the, the demo zach was uh, i think is it was it was amazing i don't think you can you can come up with a story like that so go to my instagram you can see i posted something um today about the watch so you can see it <clears throat> and uh now you know how i got it pretty crazy pretty cool i'm thankfully since i won it i'm not divorced so 
<laughs> That's a pretty cool story. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk something that alternative to watches, historical, very iconic watches that, you know, typically they tend to either they have blown up in price or um, are very inaccessible, whether it is by, you know, being available, availability per se, or the actual value on the watch. So I wanted to go something really low, but it still have the chops to compete. Okay. So um, that's what I wanted to do. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I might do a part two on this for some other watches and I'll give you guys a Submariner. But, uh, <laughs> the, you know, I think, I think out of all of these, my favorite option for this is the Scurfa uh, Treasure Seeker. I think it's a great option. Go look at it because for that price, you know, it's, it's an amazing value. Now, um, again, uh, next week, I'm going to be coming in with Justin from Recon Teams Fursberg. We're going to talk straps. So that's going to be a pretty cool episode. I think that a lot of times I have seen, I don't know how many times, on the AWWC um, club on group on Facebook. I have seen so many times people asking about straps. You know, we're going to make an episode about this. We're going to talk about straps. He's going to give some options. I'm going to give some options. We might, you know, intertwine sometimes, but I think we're going to come up with some pretty good options for you guys. It's going to be great. And who knows, a lot of those straps you can put on this, you know, watches that I mentioned today. Um, hopefully you guys like it. Let me know and uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank <laughs> you.